Can you feel the madness? Five movie madness, that is. Welcome back to another episode of the show where we're stealing the answers to the SATs. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> deep pulled. Jesus. Damn. <laughs> yeah. I'm Joe, and joining me as always, I have Corey. Ever hear of the miracle of masturbation? And Matt. I didn't even know what my taste was because I was never asked to use it. Okay. Let's see where this goes. We, we will see where this goes. We are doing Scarlett Johansson movies on this episode. How you guys doing? How you think? We don't have an email from Bennett telling him telling us what he's been watching. So, what's been going on with you guys? Got anything? Bought a car today. I mean, I'm a vaccinated what? adult. Wait, what's that? Just totally dropped bought a, a car? bought a car today. Yeah. I did. Which car did you buy? Do you want so to tell me, me about this car? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I used my stimmy for the car. What, what type of car did you buy? It's a cheap car. Uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a, not a real, like, car guy. I, I've had Tondas and Toyotas my whole adult life, so... Uh, so my, you got a Trans Am? <laughs> my, my lease was coming up, and... Uh, I figured I'd use my stimulus check on a down payment for something else. And uh, I actually emailed the dealership prior to me going down there because I don't know about you guys, but whenever I do this, I like to take something home that day and I'm there for like seven hours and I hate it. So I was in and out of there this morning in like a half hour. It's pretty sick. So That's the, that's the key. You got to email ahead of time. Yeah, I wound up with the Corolla, did all my negotiating okay. like ahead of the time. Test drove it and said okay. Agreed with the number and I was out the door. It was nice. Brand new? Brand ex- uh, good experience. Well, check this out. So, for a brand new one, the number was a little high for me. But I found a uh, certified pre-owned with less than 5,000 miles. So, oh, I'm like, okay. that's practically new. So, I'm like, yeah, okay, that's... just significantly lower. So, I went with that. Oh, that makes sense. My that, wife, that just makes sense. My wife purchased a used car from this dealership before, and we've had no issues. So I, they were they're trustworthy. So, uh, yeah. Talk to me in a month, see if I like it. But uh, so far, so Can good. Do. Yeah. yeah. That's uh, that's that's on the short list of things I might have to, I might have to do in the near future myself. So my last car is terrible in the snow. Terrible. Worst car I've ever had in the snow. Yeah. One day I'm gonna get a truck. If I continue to live where the winter is, get in a truck. Can't stand it. I think we're good, and we should probably we'll we'll get down to the nitty gritty. Start the list. Yeah, let's let's, let's have this. I sh- mean, I'll explain it first, but tell us yeah. how the show works, Joe. How the show works, Matt, is that each of us have made a top five list. Up, oh, top five list of Scarlett Johansson movies that we like the most. We're gonna go around listing them from five to one. Anytime one of us has a movie on our list that someone else has ranked higher on the list, they're going to tell that person to table it, and we're going to talk about each movie at its highest appearance on the list. We each have two bubble movies that are essentially honorable mentions, and we'll give you those at the end, or if you hear somebody say, oh, that was my bubble, that's what happened. And we'll do the madness instructions later, because that's not relevant yet. So let's kick off our top five Scarlett Johansson movies with Corey's number five. My number five, uh, I feel like I might we might be tabling this. Uh, my it. number five is Lost in Translation. The delays get bad. Oh, shit. Or Corey's just taking a nap. <laughs> Could be. Is he back now? Am I back? You, yeah, you're did back. You anything I said? Because I kicked it to you. you yeah, gonna... no, I, I said my number five, too. 
Oh, uh, no. Oh, okay. We heard nothing. nothing. None of it? Crickets. Say <laughs> your right. five real quick. <laughs> Laws in translation. Okay, that's a, that's a table. I assumed it would be. Fun fact, I don't like that movie, but okay. <laughs> Duly noted. All right. Matt, what's your number five? What, what's a movie you do like? Oh, uh, this is a surprising movie I like, and it's a movie that she doesn't actually make an appearance in, but not the one you think. Sing. Okay, never seen it. Nope. Okay. This is the animated, the, the puppet singing movie? It's it's animated. It's not puppets, but it's okay, animated. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, I remember seeing the trailer. I'm like, this looks pretty dumb. But then I have, like, young nieces and nephews, and I watched it, and it's surprisingly, like, really good. Uh, Scarlett Johansson is not the main character, per se, but it's a bunch of... It's it's a world where animals are have human qualities and they like live everyday lives and uh, there's a big singing competition for uh, for for a prize and she plays a singing porcupine that gets dumped by her boyfriend and uh, she, it's very good voice acting all all the way around a little little emotional for a kids movie too so yeah sings sings pretty good like if you ever get like I wouldn't say to you two yeah go out you have to see sing. But if you ever like get roped into like watching something with young relatives and recommend saying it, it's it's enjoyable, it's certainly enjoyable. I think I've been in this situation with a younger family member where I've seen part of Sing. Taron Egerton's one of the voices in it, right? Yeah, please, Johnny the Gorilla. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so I've seen part of Sing. I just don't remember anything about it. And he sings an Elton John song in the uh, in in his big like. Sing. That makes perfect yeah, sense. Right, so it's it's right on. It fits it with meant the, to be the, foreshadowing the Taron Egerton right? theme, but the other voice actors you got are uh, um, bah, 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 bah. Matthew McConaughey plays like like the main lead. Does he sing? He does not. He's like the talent show like coordinator. Okay. Yeah, Reese Witherspoon and Nick Kroll they both sing. They did a duet as pigs. So uh, yeah, it's a good time. Seth MacFarlane <laughs> plays a little mouse, the big booming voice. That makes sense. Yeah, that's so. fantastic. Yeah, no, it's it's good. Sing, sing, sing's a good time for it sure. Sounds like it would be good enough. Yeah, for sure. Joe, what's your number five? My number five is the Prestige. Bubbled. That's a bubble for me. Okay. Ironically, I had it. Oh, go Corey. I said I had it at my five, and then I rewatched Lost in Translation, and I put it at five instead of Prestige. Ironically, it's a Blu-ray I own, and it's a movie I've never seen. Oh, yes, I saw that on your uh, letterbox. I wasn't sure if that was still accurate or not. No, I haven't no. seen it. You should watch it. I. It's also. It's on my list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. You own it. Yeah. I'd never seen it before. It was uh, obviously it's at number five. It's a good movie. It's at number five because Scarlett Johansson isn't in that much of it, and I'm gonna avoid spoilers because Matt hasn't seen it. I know what happens. Okay, but you know. There's no yeah. point in you watching it if you know everything that happens. So. I, I I know the ending. Like it's it's one of those like. The ending was the only part twist I didn't guess. Okay, the so movie. there's more twists and okay. Yeah. yeah, there's a bunch of twists and turns throughout the course of the movie. David Bowie's in it. He's really good in it. I, I, I think David Bowie is in it. Yeah, he's honestly probably my favorite part of the whole movie. He plays Nikola Tesla. That's an exaggeration. That's definitely hyperbole. He's not my favorite part of it, but he's very. But I do like his his acting in it. it it's very his good. Scenes are good. Yeah. Yeah, Scarlett Johansson, uh, since it's, you know, her list we're talking about, she's good in it. Her part isn't incredibly major. It's it's big enough for, like, the middle chunk of the movie. And I'm going to say this once to not be weird. Scarlett Johansson, obviously, attractive woman. 
She looks phenomenal in the prestige. So good. She looks absolutely gorgeous in this movie. Okay. Big fan. I'll probably watch it this weekend. <laughs> and if you haven't seen it, it's well worth a watch. It's uh yeah, it's on Amazon Prime too, so you don't have to borrow Matt's Blu-ray to watch it. I mean, you can. Most of you don't have access to that. <laughs> if you want to borrow think... it, you want to email me? Yeah, email us. Email the show. When do I get that in four weeks from now? <laughs> yeah. I actually think I own this on, on uh, DVD myself, actually. That lines up. It's a Nolan, right? Yes, it is. Yes. Yeah. That tracks. <laughs> All right, and that's my number five, The Prestige. Corey, what's your number four? Possibly another table, Jojo Rabbit. Oh, table that for sure. Yeah. Oh my god, I forgot about that movie. Hold on. <laughs> I really did. Oh, we just fucked Joe up. He's readjusting his list right now. It's the first time it's ever happened in the history of this show. The yeah, very wow. young history of the show. You know what's really funny? is I was talking to myself like a couple days ago, I was like, don't forget Jojo Rabbit. And guess what I did? <laughs> forgot Jojo Rabbit. Does the prestige does the prestige die now? Is that gonna get yeah, knocked down the into a bubble? Is now a bubble movie for me. <laughs> but we just talked about but it. But where That's where fine. where is Jojo on the list? You don't have to reveal that, but does that replace the prestige or are you sliding stuff down? That's the question. Ah oh, crap, I'm sliding stuff alright, I'm sliding stuff down. So Lost in Translation is on my five. Okay, so we have the same number five. Okay. Yeah. I guess we should talk about that now and then we'll Yep, because it's not. It didn't make uh, Matt's list. And you have no. JoJo at four. four. Mm-hmm. All right, that's a table for me too. Then yeah. At this point. Okay, so talk okay. lost in translation. Yeah. Uh, it, I I would be remiss if I didn't put a movie that's really my go-to in a lot of ways in kind of indie filmed romantic comedies with uh strange ambiguous relationships, and that's what this movie is, right? I think that the movie does a really good job at making making it clear that they're alone despite having everything around them. You got none of that though. We, some we got, of it. No, we got a I got lot of most it. of oh, it. Oh good. Yeah. Oh good. I saw the in my internet connection is unstable right as I was like in the heart of that sentence and I was like, I don't know if any of that went through. Uh it but was it starts red and then it turned to yellow and it was white, so we got most of it. Uh it's it stars Bill Murray and Scarlett Johansson. As... Yeah, why does that make it an indie film though? Like that's the thing. Oh, it's it doesn't. It doesn't make it for it to be. <laughs> well, it's like it is such an indie feel. It's, it's art an indie house, feel. Right? Is that the... oh, yeah, art house is another way to say it? Sure. sure. Yeah. It's it's indie in the same way that like Elizabethtown is indie. Elizabethtown has a lot of enough bigger names in it where it really isn't that an independent would be film by any means. Art house as well. I art house. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think I just never remember that term. Okay. So. Fair enough. Yeah, it's definitely art house. It's it's. A hundred percent in my wheelhouse, but I, I I enjoy the uh, the give and take and the ambiguity of it all, personally. It was also my first time. It wasn't also because you didn't, it wasn't your first time seeing it. It was my first time watching this movie. I liked it. It kind of made me want to go to Japan, especially the karaoke scene. Yeah, that seemed like a lot of fun. It it just has this. It has the weird feel the entire time of, or I'm hoping this movie doesn't go. It's like. No one, no one listening has really frame of references. But when we watched Paper Man, it was the same thing. I'm like, don't get weird, don't and get, then it and then weird. it gets a little weird. Yeah, yep. I, yeah. <laughs> I saw it once. It's it's not my cup of tea. I, I'm generally not an art house type person. I think some of them are really good, and this just kind of fell flat for me. It was a little overblown. Like when this movie came out, it was huge. Like, oh, you got to see this. Mostly because it's directed by uh, Sofia Coppola. 
who's best known for ruining Godfather Part Three, and like, <laughs> but but now she's like a, like a well accomplished director. I'm not sure if this is her directorial debut, but it's certainly her first biggest hit. Um, that was a huge hit. Yeah, yeah. from from that standpoint, good on her. I'm glad people like it. It's just it's if it's not for me. I remember watching it in college because it came out in what 2003. I yeah. think so. So I probably didn't get around to actually watching it till I was in college in 2006, 2007. And young college me was all over this. I fell in love with this movie in college. And I, I haven't returned to it in a long time. And I thought it was going to end up being higher on my list when I rewatched it this week. And I was like, no, five is five is good enough. This yeah, is- if it did, yeah. It would be higher on my life. Uh, oh, God. It would be higher on my list if it didn't make so many weird choices. It did. I, I, the, the, the ending is a particularly weird choice for me. I yeah. don't like the final scene. I, no, I don't. Yeah, I, I want like one or the other. Ugh. Yeah, I want one. Like when, when he gets out of the cab, I want him to do one kiss or the other. Both just does it. It's like we're plutonic, but we're romantic, and now we're plutonic again. Now pick a lane and stay there. Like I don't like this wishy washiness of it all. That's yeah. forced ambiguity for the sake of ambiguity, and it doesn't really drive any point home. Art for the sake of art. Yeah, Kinda. but I, I feel I fit the tone of the film. I just don't know. With the whole the, the whisper controversy, was there a line? Was there not a line? Or did, was it, again, as you're saying, ambiguity for ambiguity's sake? Like, is there definitely something he's saying that's poignant? Or is it Eat like... Me and Mon talk. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like, my God. <laughs> like, like, <what laughs> so, I guess... I, yeah. And and the thing is, like, not knowing that changes everything. Like, if we, if, like, there was, like, oh, you'll never know what he said, but he said something that makes us friends, then that makes that kiss even weirder, right? Like, it's it's a weird choice. It's just such, it was such a weird choice to how they ended it. I will say it's good, because it's a, I'm a fan of movies for, that understand what it's like to feel lost. Yes. So, like, this is, it's in the title, but... It, it, it hits home a little bit. One of my biggest pet peeves as a, as a movie fan is getting something recommended to me by, like, a ton of people. And Uh-oh. incredibly overhyped and sitting down watching it. And then I spent most of the movie going, what the hell are they talking about? And I never had that it moment. I'm like, oh, okay, there it is. Like, I had, a, like, Parasite. Like, that was it. Par- I was like, you gotta see Parasite. And Parasite had that, bam, it moment. And I was totally invested and it was in translation. I never had that like band wow factor. So again, I get it. I get why people like it. Perfectly okay. Not for Matt. Yeah. I think. All right, Joe, you're you're absolutely right though. That feeling of loneliness that they're trying to to give you amongst like a crowd of people. Like I love that idea. I I love 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 that concept. And seeing that on film is always good for me. I love that stuff. Yes, sir. All right, so that was a little rewind. That was mine and Corey's number five, Lost in Translation. Corey's number four was Jojo Rabbit, which is a table. Now we're going to Matt's number four, and now we're all caught up. Probably another table. I'm going to say my number four is her. That's a table. Okay. Fair enough. Joe, what's right. your number four? My number four, hold on, adjusting, recalculating in my brain. Uh, my number four is Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Okay, I went with one MCU movie, and that was like... So did I. That was I like, have a slash, but the other one's my bubble now. It was either... Yeah, it was either this one or that one, so... Yeah. I also I think we have the same MCU movie, Matt. Probably. That's probably the one that's on my bubble. Yeah. Probably. 
for the record, my bubble, I just put MCU because it's the same character mostly. Even though she's different roles and different things, she's good in all of them. So, fair enough. Wax poetically about your favorite MCU movie, Joe. Oh, I will. <laughs> <laughs> I think it might be the best MCU movie. It's it's tied for my favorite. Okay, at one point it was your favorite. Yeah, yeah. We did over t- De- we definitely did at one point. Yeah, yeah. Two hundred. You're right. Comic book episode. Yeah. So. It's true. So, The Winter Soldier is an amazing movie. However, Scarlett Johansson's part in it is not incredibly huge. So oh. that's why it's at number four. Otherwise, it would be high. Like, she's important to the movie, We're but... Co-lead, I female Chris lead, Evans, right? Yeah, but I think Chris Evans, I think Samuel L. Jackson, she's, she disappears at a certain point in the movie. Like, if you wanted to argue that she's not really the lead, or a lead... Female lead. Well, sure, I guess, yeah. female lead. Or at least strong co-star. I mean, it, it's her first breakout role as Black Widow. It's the Black Widow role she has the most to do in at that time. Right? Because you have Iron Man well, yeah, 2, the, yeah. Avengers, and then this. Right? I think that's the lead up into it. Yeah. So, we got a lot more Black Widow than we had up to that point. Oh, for sure. Yes. Yeah. that's She does definitely help make the movie memorable the way she plays off of captain america as black widow is really good you can tell you get glimpses into the background of black widow in this like you can just tell her her personality really shines through in this because she only has one other person to share the spotlight with right it's it's just a great adventure movie. It's a great historical, political, not historical, political thriller. Spy thriller for sure. Spy thriller, yeah. Her her chemistry with uh with Cap in this is really one of the things that probably solidified her as a character in the MCU for me. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that like I really do believe that they're friends in this. Yeah, like you were saying, Corey. The the part of it I heard is that the chemistry between them is great, and I agree. That was most of what it was. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would agree with that sentiment. Um, just speaking of Black Widow as a character in general, are you excited for the upcoming Black Widow movie? I am, yes. I'm going to see it. I'm not as excited as I would be if it wasn't a prequel and I know the fate of the character already. Right. I, I'm a oh, little, I guess it's a good point. Shit. I'm a little MCU'd out. Like, I watched WandaVision. I haven't watched uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier yet. And I kind of feel like waiting. Like, it's not like a weekly big uh, anticipation for me. But um, That's fair. Yeah, I, I, you know, Endgame kind of, like, finalized most things for me. Then I was... And then Far From Home. Then Far From like, Home, oh, I, I loved it. It was great. And then th- that set up the uh, another Spider-Man movie for sure. But it's like... Especially with the pandemic hitting, I, f- I really feel they're going to take a hit with too much time passing, and I, I'm, I'm a little concerned about the uh, fate of the MCU. But they don't, they don't strike out ever. They hit home runs 90% of the time, so I'm sure I'm they'll... really just concerned about the fate of Black Widow. I don't think they're going to ruin her by any, by any stretch, right? I mean, her character's kind of solidified in lore at this point. I mean, hopefully not, and hopefully they find some way to... Do the character justice because they kind of did her dirty. Yeah, that's like the one end game criticism I have. Yeah, it's fair criticism. Uh, they that movie they is a hundred percent dropping on Disney Plus now. I don't think it's going to theaters at all. 
Sad fact. Uh, I think it's in theaters and on yeah. the premiere Disney Plus access mm-hmm. thing where you pay an additional fee. Like 30 bucks. <laughs> oh, <nah. laughs> but speaking of which, that's the reason why we're doing this list. And by the time this happens... Yeah, it's got it's going to be Disney premiere and in theaters. Okay. Yeah. No, they're they're not going to half their revenue stream. That's a good point. Although Disney Plus the uh, fee went up by a buck. Did you see that? Oh yeah, I did not see that. I got like ten thousand emails about it. (laughs) (sighs) Just a warning: we want more of your money. In case you weren't aware, I watched a very good thing on Disney Plus this morning, though. Mighty Ducks? Yes. <laughs> Actually? Yes. Did the show drop? Yes. Okay. How many more times can I get you to say yes? Um, It's it's trying to be Cobra Kai so bad, and I love the Mighty Duck movies, so it's like, mm-hmm. it's for me. It's not a particularly good show. Cobra Kai is way better, but um, yeah. But you enjoyed it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Man, God, they have so many subtle things in it that I'm like, I'm like all about it. So it's, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be fun. For sure. All right. All right. I'll check it out one day, I hope, once I get less busy with movies for this show. So that was my (laughs) number four (laughs) in a roundabout way. Now that we're on Mighty Ducks, Captain America Winter Soldier. And we're going to move on to Corey's number three. My number three is uh, Avengers Endgame. That is my number three. That is my bubble. Or one of the two. Three now. Uh, I think that this, uh, it's the, the criticism that you just brought up about they kind of did her dirty at the end of her arc there is is fair and a good point but the stuff that she does in this movie performance wise leading up to it is just it, i i can't i can't say enough about how passionate she is as this character and how real it feels to me like we're talking about uh, this this universe where half of the people got snapped out of existence yet i believe every ounce of her pain and frustration with what happened every time she's on screen. She's the character keeping the team together after the snap, which wasn't really expected, right? You figured Cap's still around, so it's going to be him, and he's part of it to an extent, but it's her running the meetings, her getting uh, reports from people trying to fix things, and her trying to hold like the group together because... Again, it's pretty evident that this is her family, right? This is the only family she's ever known. Um, she lo- loses her closest ally in uh, in Hawkeye, right? He gets snapped out of existence. No, no, he doesn't. He, he goes. No, to he's Japan. there. He just he goes, goes, he just AWOL. goes right. Yeah, AWOL. Right. So that's her closest ally, and he's like off the grid, right? Clint's Clint's gone. Clint's yep. family's gone. All right, that's the confusion for me for, yes. for, for that aspect. But um, yeah, it's her. She's the one keeping like everything together, and uh, that's like a different dynamic to Black Widow that we don't see. She's not really like the lead, the main person. And in this, at the she's at the forefront. So it makes perfect sense. She would step in as like the director of operations because yeah. she's been with shield for how long she's basically assuming the Nick Fury role. And like you said, this is her family. Yeah, totally agree. And, well, and to a point cap is stepping away, right? Like he, he's not really doing Avenger stuff. He's running, you know, groups to like yeah. therapy well, sessions. He's doing, he's doing human, more human facing things as yeah. opposed to. Well, he's not like a galactic character, right? So he's yeah. like boots on the ground. There's probably not a lot of super crime he could be fighting. He's just kind of less like, you know, trying to get 
America or the world through this difficult time. And yeah. it's 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 uh, Black Widow who's getting status from Rocket, talking to Captain Marvel, trying to figure out a way to bring everybody back when they really have no clue, especially with Tony out in out in space and. We, we we don't know what's going to happen there, so we'll we soon find out. But yeah, it's a it's it's a different dynamic to her character that really like of the Black Widow movies or the movie that she's in. It's uh, this this is the one that sticks out the most for me. Yeah. yeah. For you? Yeah. No, no. I, I think Joe was about to say something. Oh, I was just gonna say this. I was flip-flopping this back and forth. I ultimately went with Winter Soldier just because I knew you guys were going to have Endgame, so I wanted to also talk about Winter Soldier. Okay. But I think I think she does the best job in this movie. As far as the MCU goes, I agree with you guys 100%. Like, her performance is the most powerful in this. Yeah. It's, and it's and the sacrifice, much. right? I mean... Sure. Yeah. Just At the end the, of the day, that's what it's all about. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's sad. I mean, that movie. I you know, I I've seen that movie a ton of times, and every time she says "see you in a minute," yeah, here comes to oh, my God. eye. I'm like, oh no, you my won't. God, yeah. I cry multiple, multiple yep. times during this movie, and I listen to the Portals uh, part of the uh, score like at work all the time. It's a good put it on track. my Spotify, and I just put it right on, and yeah, it's uh, that's an incredible, incredible film, right? For certain, hard agree. Well, that'll bring us to Joe's number three. My number three, uh, yeah, my number three is now going to be Jojo Rabbit. All right, we're going to table that. Okay. Had a feeling. Hmm. Corey, what's your number two? My number two is uh, Ghost World. Okay, that was one of my now three bubbles. Yeah, I'm not a as big a fan. I fell in love i had never seen it before doing it for the other show and i've gone back and watched it two or three times since i i'm in love with this movie quick time out while you guys talk ghost world since i have nothing to contribute i'm gonna piss real fast and i don't want to lose our good connection so yeah that's fine got it that's fair enough and i want to stop talking as much as possible so that if i do lose connection the show doesn't fuck up um ghost world it's it was surprisingly deep. It was surprisingly heartwarming. It was a little awkward, and I I don't know if this is actually considered indie or if this is also considered art house. I mean, I guess probably art house is a better word for it, but... Um, like, Lost in Translation feels like it had a budget. Ghost yes. World feels like it did not have a budget. Yes. It feels like a true indie it to me. It feels like a true indie to me as well. Um, and I guess Scarlett Johansson wasn't exactly the name that she is today. <laughs> no, this is one of her first. Yeah, it's like, definitely right. Roles. And so, I mean, I guess the biggest name in that in in Ghost World is Steve Buscemi at that point, right? Like, yeah, I think so because I don't think Thora Birch was anything big think, yet. No, I don't think so. I, did she ever really become anything big? I don't really. That's also a good point. Yeah, I don't know her filmography. Not that's. I don't think it's particularly deep. Uh, so yeah, yeah, we'll call it indie for the sake of our definitions. Um, their relationship and the the relate the way that the relationships play off of each other throughout the course of the movie just make it just make it feel special to me for some reason. I don't know why it strikes a chord necessarily. It just does. It strikes a chord with me the same way that um, Chasing Amy or the original Clerks movies do. Like, there's something about the way that they're written and performed, and it, it just feel it, like it. it 
it just feels like something I'm really into for whatever reason. So yeah, I, I put Ghost World really high on my list specifically for that reason. I didn't think it was going to make anybody else's list, but it's uh, yeah, that's it's definitely high up on my list. I totally get that. That's a very Corey pick. Yeah, but yeah, it's a good movie, and unfortunately, it explores the same territory as like Lost in Translation does, although to a much further degree. Ghost World is a good... much more uncomfortable degree, I guess. Ghost World is a good movie. I just really don't like Scarlett Johansson in it, so therefore I could not put it on the list. Okay, I, I mean, yeah. yeah, letter of the letter of the law. Right. That's the show we're doing, so it makes sense. I don't like your character in it. I the one line where then she's like, "Oh, I think I'm gonna have sex with him." That's said randomly out of time. Like I just didn't. I was out. I don't yeah. know. How, I'm not. I'm not really sure how like old they are either. And, like, I know, like, how much... I think they graduate high school in that movie, so yep. they're probably 18. 18. What the hell is she doing affording an apartment by herself? I don't know. It's just... <laughs> yeah, it was a different time. Mind, watch, watching movies, man. It's just, uh, I don't know. Well, that movie come out in 2000? Sounds about right. Something like that? I thought it was I thought it was in the late 90s, but it might be right, 2000. It could have been late 90s. But anyway, I guess housing was affordable then. Who knew? <laughs> we missed the bubble. 2001. Okay. Yeah, so that's it. That's all I got to say on, on Ghost World. Matt, what is your number two Scarlett Johansson movie? Marriage Story. That's my number two. All right. I think this is her, in a weird way, it's weird how we rate these lists where it's like quality of movie versus performance in it. I think this is her best performance ever. (laughs) But I have it as a tier below my number one, which you guys can guess by now. Um Marriage Story, Corey. <laughs> Table it. The chat just thing popped up. Okay. Table it. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Table it. Never mind. <laughs> All right. That's. Play I was. Wa- I was really worried. Yeah. Sorry about that, guys. You're like, oh no. I heard best performance. Suits. Yeah. And I was like, shit, 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 shit. <laughs> okay. All right, and that was also my number two. So I guess we're jumping right to Marriage Story with Corey's one. Yeah. All right. So oh, we don't I guess really yeah. So table it. Yeah, we don't yeah, really yeah. have to table it. Sorry, that's my uh, yeah. But uh, marriage story is my number one. All right, let me just continue with what I was saying then. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Again, um, it's her best performance. Like I have this discussion all the time with with people. Like, why do we go to see movies? Is it an escape to a different world? Like, like what is it about like like movies that like makes you see it? A lot of people, it's the realism factor, and this is the most real movies I've ever seen. It's so real, it hurts. It, it hurts terribly. Like, I'm not a, a child of divorce. There's not really a lot of divorce in my extended family, like, either. And um, so I'm, I'm not really... I, I've never gone through that aspect of it. But, but like, I am married. And the fights that uh, Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson have are so real. And they hit so close to home. And it's so uncomfortable. And it brings back, like, memories. And it's just like, wow, this is so poignant. And they're, they hit the nail on the head. Like, I'm not sure if they're – I know they're not married to each other. But if they're married, in, like, like in real life, and they're, they were drawing from that. But it, it's, they're incredible. It's like – Going into somebody's house and seeing a blow up, and it's like so like accurate, and it's oh my gosh, it's it's very moving, but it's like I wouldn't, I never want to see this movie ever again. But her performance, her performance yeah, no, it's, is it's, so incredible. I, I pick up what you're putting down a hundred percent. Like like she's incredible. So is Adam Driver. This movie is a very good movie. It made me feel things, 
and cringe so much that I never want to see it again because I fully believe that everything was real. I know it wasn't. Yeah. But it, Call it, me a It's glutton. a tour de force of acting, this movie. Oh, it is. Call me a glutton for punishment. I, I will I will 100% see this movie again. I am a child of divorce. Um, I've seen it. I, I was actually an adult of divorce. My, my parents were grown when they... I was grown when they got divorced. So I, I saw this as an adult, right? Like, so I saw all this shit that they, that you see on screen play out, but as an adult. So yeah, it's not over a kid necessarily. Like a lot of, like a lot of this is about that type. Like the kid has a big role to play in, in a lot of those fights or in a lot of those awkward, uncomfortable situations, but you still see it. I mean, I still saw all of this kind of unwind in front of me and it's, it's a nightmare. And, and there's something to be said about where, Adam Driver and Scar- and Scarlett Johansson went when filming this that I, I Matt I think you hit it on the head right like I've never seen a more realistic performance I think ever I, I can't imagine I can't think of one other movie where I was like yep that's realer than what I saw in Marriage Story it's unbelievable that movie and I don't necessarily go for like ultra realism in movies because movies are an escape for me like personally but this just oh man <laughs> like I'm almost speechless, speechless talking about it. Yeah. But there's one line from from Adam Driver that like this just like totally hits home. Is it, it, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but it's like you liked the life that you had until you didn't, and that that just sticks with me like 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 throughout the movie. Not that I like there's something I've like went through, but it's like. How do we know we like the life that we have until we don't? Or do we never really like the life we had until we find something better out there? Like, you can totally see... The movie does a great job of splitting the atom. You see his side and you see her side. And no one's right, no one's wrong. It's just, like, the fact of the matter. Everyone just kind of is. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and it, uh, yeah it, it's one of those things where if you think about it for too long, too hard, it's going to mess you up. So it's best not to. <laughs> Yeah, and I feel like the movie does a great job because in something like that, I feel it's really easy to take a side, right? And, like, they do a really good job of staying, like, straight and narrow and, like... Yeah, they paint everyone's faults and everyone's... uh, What's the the good word for the reverse of faults? Shines? Yeah, I mean, that's... (laughs) Their peaks and valleys is a good way to say it, right? Sure, yeah, peaks and valleys are good, too. You get the, the the best of them and the worst of them all kind of thrown together um yeah it's 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 a complex movie when you think about it that way too because there's a lot of things that they have to accomplish in a fairly short amount of time right this movie is a hair over two i think so it's a hair over two hours long maybe so they've got to get it felt long it it did it's not a incredibly long movie it's not an incredibly short movie it's it's in that like sweet spot sure but to fit four essentially four different perspectives or four different views of the two lead characters is a lot to fit in. Like that's a lot to do. Two seventeen, if you're curious. Two seventeen? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so to be able to show both of their good sides, both of their bad sides, both of their both of their brights and darkest moments. It's a big ask. It's a big ask. And it pulls it off. Yeah. For sure. Deserving of your number one spot. Absolutely, for me. I understand. Thank you. Almost for us. That's fair. This is going to be a wild madness, by the way. 
This yes, is going to be a wild man thing. <laughs> I, uh, now, now it is. <laughs> okay. All right, so I guess we'll move on. To, anything else to say about Matter Story before we move on? I'm good. Corey? All right. Good? No, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. All right, Matt's number one, which if you're following at home. Yeah, Jojo Rabbit. What is it, Matt? Yeah. Jojo Rabbit's incredible, guys. I mean. It is really good. I think it's our only. I uh... can't believe I forgot it. Can't believe I forgot to put it on the list. Yeah, it's. I'm embarrassed. Listen, uh, that came out in Jojo Rabbit's a 2020 movie. 2018? No. No. 2019. Marriage yeah. Story was 2019. Did she get? Hang on. I think it was the same year. I think yeah, it was the same year. It's, yeah. yeah, it's 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 2019. She had a big year that year. 2019 is an incredible year for movies. Like I do my top 10 movies every year, and this was only number three for me. And I I might reshuffle it like like. Uh, you know, down the road because, you know, movies affect you differently at different times. Yeah. But Jojo Rabbit's awesome, man. It's like the f- perfect mix of, like, humor during, like, a really serious situation. Um, and I love her character so much in it. I love the mother-son relationship she develops with Jojo and how attached Jojo is to her. And when he's trying to actually push her away because they have different ideals and this the fact she's trying so hard to do the right thing by her son and by the person she's harboring and also trying to like uplift her town and it's and it's for me a top five most tragic i don't want to spoil it but a most tragic moment in a movie is is the relation of like the the fate of her character by her son that pretty much yeah. says it without saying it but it's yeah. such a poignant moment in the film it's waterworks every time for me and just um she is the shining positive light in a terrible terrible world for her son and the movie as a whole is 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 incredible. So for that reason, it's my number one. I will. He doesn't even understand. It's like a terrible word for him until it's too late. Exactly. Um. Yeah. You guys have anything to add? It's it's hard to add much without giving much away because it is a, a relatively new movie. It's sure. A movie that if you have not seen, frankly, as soon as we're done madness here, you should probably turn it on. If you have a couple hours. Before you have to go to bed tonight, I would I would strongly recommend turn this on if you have. Not Maybe not right it. before bed. Maybe more like a yeah, yeah, it's Saturday probably, afternoon. Actually, you know what? Yeah, you're probably right. It's more <laughs> of a Saturday afternoon movie. But watch it as soon as you get a as soon as you get a chance. I, I would strongly recommend this film. There's levity and brevity to literally one of the darkest moments in human history, which is not something that can be easily accomplished. And not, like, outraged against. You know what I mean? Like, you can make fun of dark parts of history, but, like, you have to be prepared for, like, the potential repercussions of that action. This movie, you don't, like, it's, it, 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 it works. It skates the line well. Yeah, it the, skates the line well, and it, it works. The like, bal- I'm not, yeah, go ahead. The balance is incredible. Yes. Like, like if you if you're doing a fantasy draft of directors like Taika Waititi, I think is a clear number one. Like it's and it's not even close in my opinion. I will see anything this man makes. He just knocks it out of the park time after time after time. It's, I can't think of a otherwise. dud. Yeah, I can't think yeah. of a dud that he's made. I mean, I haven't seen all of his movies, but I'm sure they're all at least good. Yeah, and he he, he acts in this too. He does. He does yeah. 
He that was one indeed. of the few things I'm going to add. Like this movie, this movie's good, very good. Scarlett Johansson is good in it, although her part is a little bit small for screen time wise, sure. not yes. significance. Mm-hmm. But Funny Hitler, a movie pulled off Funny Hitler. How did that happen? It's weird because I saw the trailer for this and I immediately think like, oh man, this is going to be offensive. There's going to be like protests and everything. It really wasn't. It, no. <laughs> no. It's very tongue in cheek. Yes. They understand yes. the joke. Mm-hmm. By the way, I, I found I found a dud. I found a dud of his. Apparently, he was Green Lantern. He directed. He didn't that? direct. He was Green in Lantern. that. He, oh, was he? Oh, was he in it. Green Lantern? Yeah, he's in it. Yeah, he didn't direct it. He acts in it. He acts in it. Yes. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just okay. searched yeah, his yeah. name and looked at his movies, and it was there, like on the Google thing, not the uh, not his director IMDb page. That's on me. My bad. Oof. You know, I mean, nervous. Happen. That had me real. It, listen, it had me nervous. Taika, what did you do? Why? Why would you do this to me? How big was the check? <laughs> How many zeros is on that thing? It was directed by Martin Campbell. Okay, we're fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're good. Everything's fine. Everything's right with the world again. Everything's okay. Yes. <laughs> I'm looking at his movies he's directed right now. There's a few I haven't heard of, but Taika Waititi. Yeah. Like, I've never seen What We Do in the Shadows. I hear that one's supposed to be good. I hear that's really funny. Yeah. Well, I mean, what, it, did he direct the Suicide Squad, the new Suicide Squad movie? No, that's uh, James Gunn. Okay, so he, how was he connected to this, then? He directed Eagle vs. Shark, Boy, What We Do in the Shadows, Hunt for the Wilder People, yeah, Thor Ragnarok, Jojo Rabbit, and then he's directing the new Thor and something called Next Goal Wins that's not announced yet. And he has a... Star Wars project, which I think I can't wait for okay. that. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure that'll be good too. Taika, Taika, Ryan Coogler, fastest rising directors in the biz. Oh, they're both on the upswing for sure. Those are those are first round prospects. Absolutely, their their best footballs in front of them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Joe, we'll close this out, bud. <laughs> Joe, what's your number one and why is it her? Well. <laughs> Corey, I'm surprised it didn't make your list. I have not seen it. Oh, okay. Oh, you should see it. Yeah, yep. it's a Corey movie. All right. It's a fantastic movie. Like, I had zero expectations going into it. I just assumed it was going to be, like, pretty good. Blew me away. It's the, it's the future, but it also manages to capture, like, when everything is exactly according to plan how things can still fail like it's it's such a complex beautiful movie uh, i guess i'll do give you the baseline is sure. that uh joaquin phoenix gets an ai friend slash companion operating system voiced by, the operating system and they're just their relationship blossoms and you get to see everything that's going on. It's it's art house on top of art house. It's directed by Spike Jones. Spike Jones makes some weird freaking movies, man. And this is a weird movie. Like it is the pregnancy porn aspect of it. Like that was like a that ma- part was that part was weird. Major the, uh, the turn off earlier. Kristen Wiig. Yeah. I, what? That that <laughs> what is happening? Was was the real down side of the movie yeah i had to pick one that's the worst scene I, but it's, it's it's up there i mean 
this is like my favorite kind of sci-fi too where there's still like a realism aspect to it oh this is 100 percent gonna happen in the future yeah exactly like like my i guess my favorite sci-fi movie of all time would be ex machina because i feel like we're it's a great one we're close and the decisions that the characters make have real world implications and i feel like this kind of like personifies that right so operating systems are becoming more intelligent we are developing relationships with computers which is essentially what's going on here but we're so far in the future that it's kind of like accepted like i do like that scene where he talk he's talking to chris pratt and uh chris pratt's like oh we should double date he's like yeah my girlfriend's an operating system he's like cool what restaurant do you want to go to like he's like totally <laughs> accepting of it yeah it just happens like i feel that's becoming like a more accepted thing um it's basically internet dating sure but it's just the the person can't come visit you because they're always already with you certain reveals that happen in it i don't want to spoil the ending at all uh but yeah same i like the fact that he realizes she's talking to like thousands of people at the same time right like it's even though it's like a, like an individual relationship she's having with like samantha i think her name is right yeah She's also part of like a network of AI. Yeah, and it's like it's, and she's. It makes sense because like he has to sleep, she has to do something. Right, and he's important to her too, but her like consciousness and attention is spread over all these things, uh, these vast amount of people and and things she wants to learn about, and it it works because she's not human. She's she's like uh, part of the computer world, the uh, the uh, internet, the digital aspect, and. Um, yeah, it's a very unique movie. I actually absolutely love the video game in this movie. Like the the concept of that. Yeah, that that, that was cool. Um, just sitting on your couch, just speaking the play of it's it's insane, and I want that future. <laughs> and, and to what you were speaking with about Lost in Translation, I think this kind of fits like the lonely character aspect, right? Like he's kind of like oh, 100 percent. Yeah, yes, he's alone in the world. Amy Adams' character is alone in the world, and it's and it's just like especially with his profession writing letters for people who can't write letters and it's and it's, it's the whole fact that like like he has admirers people like his letters but he's like but they're not my letters like like, like it's just, yeah. it's like a constant struggle with them it's a very unique movie and it's it's cool i have two movies on my list that she's not in physically <laughs> yeah so it's a, it's a little feather in the cap for scarlet joe even if she's not in the movie She's still damn she's good. She's still great. Yeah. If she doesn't appear on screen physically, she's still great. Absolutely. Corey, if, if you watch this, this is going to be like top three for you. I'm yeah, I'm going gonna, gonna to end up having to readjust my list next week. Be like, hey, guys, just as a heads up. All right. That's our list. Uh, do you want to go over bubbles, I guess? I think we covered most of them, but just in case. Um, the Prestige was the only bubble I wrote down. Uh, pick an MCU movie that she's in. For my bubble, I wrote, as I said earlier, I wrote down MCU, and then I put um, Isle of Dogs, because that movie I did not care for when I first saw it, but I've seen it several times since, and I like it more and more and more and more. And uh, she's an incredible voice actress. She really is. But she's got, good, she's got a good good voice for things. Yeah, it's I very think. like distinct. So. Yeah, you'll never doubt if it's Scarlett Johansson or not. Right on. That was actually on my list to watch for this. I just didn't get around to it yes it's a west anderson stop motion if you like fantastic yeah. mr fox you'll like this so. never seen that but oh, it's on disney plus and so that was helpful i like fantastic mr fox a lot 
Uh, my, yeah, Prestige ended up becoming a bubble, even though it was originally number five. And then I also had Ghost World, which we talked about, and Avengers Endgame. That wraps up the top five round of the show. Now we're going to get into the madness round of the show, which is going to be interesting this week. Oh my god, we previewed I'm, before. I'm a little scared about this. this is be so what tough. we do is each of the five movies that we picked for our top five go into a wheel, which is spun by our own Matt. Sure. With his phone hopefully on silent, but you know sometimes things happen. And whatever that lands on will go on to a... Li whatever five movies get spun on that wheel will be up for our official show list. However, we've each been given a veto. So if there's a movie comes up that we don't want to make the list, we can choose to veto it. We've each also protected a movie. So if you try to veto a movie that got protected, your veto is wasted and the movie stays on the list. That's about it. Let's, uh, let's, let's spin that beautiful wheel. All right. First spin is in. I was going to read it out because it's the glare's bad. It's Joe number two. Joe number two, which is Marriage Story. Oh, that's going to be... I imagine no one's going to have any issue with that one. That's a 2-2-1, two, two, so I mean... It's... <laughs> yeah. I think that might end up being number one. <laughs> By default. Very well could be. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, next spin. Matt number two, which is Marriage Story. So I'll spin again. We don't need that on there twice. And Corey number two, which is Ghost, Story. Ghost World. Oh, Ghost World. Ghost World, yes. Sorry, I have an old list before I change things up. I'm going to use my veto. Oh, too bad. You, I had a feeling that was you, protected. You protected that one? Yes, sir. All right. That's kind of sucks. All right. <laughs> Next up. <laughs> Disagree. We have, we have like a lot of crossover. and like uh, All right. Uh, I think this list will turn out okay. Joe number two, which is already spun. Marriage story again. Joe number three. Uh, Jojo Rabbit. All right. Cool. All right. Next up. Matt number one, Jojo Rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of dupes. Corey, Sometimes they happen. Corey 5, which is a loss in translation. I assume we're good to go? Yep. All right. One, two, three. All right. Two more spins, hopefully. Uh, No. One more spin. Yeah, we have, Ghost yeah, World, we have that's right. four okay. movies. Yeah. Then it's my number three, which is Endgame. That's a fucking great list. Yep. All right. So the three ones that we had the most crossover on made the top five, which is kind of cool. For sure. Okay, so Marriage Story, Jojo Rabbit, Ghost World, Lost in Translation, Avengers, Endgame. All right, so Marriage Story is going to be first, right? Because that's the highest of all three of that's us. That would make sense. Two, two, yeah. one. Jojo Rabbit is a one, three, four. One, three, four. And then uh, Avengers Endgame is a three, three. Did not make Joe's list. And Lost in Translation is a five, five. And Ghost World's singular at number two. So, so I'm gonna throw it out there. I'm okay with the order you just listed them in. Marriage. I'm not. No, Ghost World at the bottom. It only made your list. How is that relevant? <laughs> we keep getting here. How is that relevant? That a movie that's so high on my list? I'll tell you what. I'll give you Ghost World at four. I'm fine with Ghost World at four. Lost in Translation is both of our fives. Why would that not be the fifth movie on this list? 
because it appears twice. You can make an argument, but I I will I will yeah. relent and say I would, that Ghost I would World rather before I would rather commonality of num like synchronicity of like movie and number definitely has to play a role here. Lost in Translation is a better movie definitively than Ghost World. However, it did not make my list. I have no dog in the fight. I really don't care. So <laughs> whatever you guys decide is fine. If Joe wants no, to relent, I'll, he'll relent. I'll, that's that's cool I, with I'm me. I'm fine with giving Corey Ghost World at four. Okay, it's the least I can do. Right. Slash, we can do. Okay. All so right. what did we say with two and three? It's JoJo Rabbit and, and Endgame. And Endgame. So uh, which also makes sense because Endgame with both of our threes. So that's exactly where it should be. And JoJo has the cross one, three, four. Yes. JoJo yeah. Rabbit number two. And Avengers Endgame. Okay. So my only issue with this is her didn't make it, really. Yeah, Joe's, I would have liked to have seen that. Joe's number one gets shafted. Uh, it happens. That's been happening to me left and right, guys. Yeah. Corey's got no sympathy. <laughs> my, sh- my shit has been getting shafted left and right the last couple of weeks. I have no sympathy. Um, Sometimes it happens. It Sometimes does. it Listen. be like that. It, 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 it'd be like that, though. I get it. Can you show me the protection, by the way? Yeah, I did. Oh, okay. Yeah, he, he flashed it. Okay. Oh, yeah, what was... Oh, my protect was her. What was your protect, Matt? Marriage story. Okay. I was really pretty... worried about that one? No, I was confident JoJo was going to make it. Yeah, and I, I, I have everything else. I know Endgame was going to... I figured Endgame was going to be on someone else's list. My only veto choices, again, would be Ghost World and Lost in Translation, but since it was on two lists, I wasn't going to do and Lost in Translation. Yeah, <laughs> that was it. Well, my top three made it, so yeah, I'm good with that. Yeah, how many, what did I get? I get? I got the middle chunk of my top three. I got two, three, four on there. This is fine. No, I got two, three, five. Sorry. I got, I don't know I got my entire list. Three, four... I think I got four movies on there, actually. Everything but her. Yeah, yeah. Corey got, I got his entire I list. I got my entire list. That's a first. Yeah. yeah good job, Corey. Yeah. You protected well. It's wild. I did. He always does. He always protects I... <laughs> the movie that he knows we hate. Yeah. <laughs> well, don't, I don't hate Ghost World, but... No, I mean, it's fine. He, he knows fine. that someone's going to veto it. <laughs> it's it's, uh, up, it's fine. Up until... It, it's fine. It's... Uh, I mean, honestly, up until, up until yesterday, Ghost World was my number one movie. I had to sit. I had to sit long and hard and be like, "Can I really put Ghost World above a Marriage Story?" Like I, I knew I shouldn't, but pure <laughs> but enjoyment. My heart wanted. To. <laughs> I get my argument oh. against Ghost World again, and it's it doesn't really matter. It's just the fact that if you put anyone else in that um, role, like of that age group, the movie's the same to me. Like Scarlett Johansson doesn't really add anything. That's that's. And for a Scarlett Johansson list, that's like, okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I basically agree with that point. If she was more heavily featured in the movie. It's like replacement level, like for baseball, like wins above replacement. Like Scarlett Johansson's mm-hmm. grade is like pretty low because, again, she's not a big role. and it's... Her plus minus is like zero. Exactly. <laughs> so, all right. Cool enough. Should I rattle them off? Rattle them yeah, off. Yeah, do it. All right. Number f- five, Lost in Translation. Number four, Ghost World. Number three, Avengers Endgame. Number two, Jojo Rabbit. Number one, Marriage Story. 
It's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. I think as we all thought it was going to be going in. Yeah. No, it, it's, it's just, this is fine. Much more civil. Yeah. <laughs> we always think it's going to be worse than it is, and it's like, oh, this is fine. I mean, it kind of all depends on what the the wheel does, too. That that, that does yeah. uh, the wheels miti- the mitigate a bunch of fights, it's yeah. The, it's the great equalizer. But again, I'm going comment out. Like, again, it's, people have vastly different tastes. So if, like, your number one is a dog shit movie, in my, my opinion, and something else made all three of our list or two of our list, I'll fight that all day. And that's and that's all well and good. I understand where you're coming from there, but I just don't think commonality should be what we what we use to serve as. Oh, this movie obviously deserves to be higher. This movie obviously deserves to be lower. Like two fives versus a one, you got an argument. And this is two fives versus a two. So again, so it's very valid argument. Where, very yeah. valid <laughs> argument in that respect. But if it's like a, like a three four versus a three, like, like take a seat. Like it's it's. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> Anyway. Here's the show where we make <laughs> arbitrary decisions based on math and numbers yeah. and personal preference. That's it. What's Ghost World's Rotten Tomatoes score, by the way? I'm curious. 93. 93.84. And we're awesome translation is 95.85. Yeah, I never. I don't care about the audience <laughs> score at all. <laughs> See, I do. I feel like the audience score sometimes is a little more Especially indicative. if we're doing comedies. Like, the critics don't understand. From that aspect, yeah, I, I agree with you. But, like, I'm a member of the audience... So I really don't care what everyone else I don't care what the asshole sitting next to me <laughs> thought of the movie. Yeah. Hey, sometimes I'm that asshole. One of my, one of my friends, I, and I get growing up, I saw a lot of movies with them. Every movie we saw, what do you think? Yeah, it's good. Like, I, 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 he's never seen a bad movie in his life. I don't value his opinion, like, whatsoever. And he can just go on that site and be like, yeah, it was good. But, <laughs> I mean, there's, there's a beauty in that, too. I guess. I don't know. Imagine liking every movie you saw. That's kind of cool. I feel like I'm, I don't get paid to do this, so I'm not a professional critic. But oh, like, yeah. I am a member of the audience. I I really don't care what everyone else thinks, and <laughs> it's just my opinion that matters at that at that point. The only time like I'll factor the audience score in is like, wow, the critics were at a twenty, but the audience's score was at like an eighty-five. I'd be like, okay, what's going on here? That's like sure. the only time. Who missed what? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that huge disparity is questionable at best. But the other way around, like, like the credits are at like a ninety-five, but the audience is like at like a fifty. I probably just won't see the movie. Like it's just, <laughs> it's it's yeah. not going to be enjoyable, like, uh, like whatsoever. It's probably very good and te- technically sound. It's just it's missed the grasp of like the public. The movie's also supposed to be entertaining, right? Or at least, at least captivating. Sure. And that's our Scarlett Johansson list. Anyway, I should end this episode. You should. And then we'll talk about things. Thank you for tuning in, everybody. If you want to get into contact with us or let us know your personal top five list or tell us how bad ours were, you know, whatever floats your boat. You can email us, 5moviemadness at gmail.com or tweet at us, at 5moviemadness. Those both use the number five. You can also find me on Twitter at I am City Folk Soul. Yeah, I'm on Twitter as well, uh, MR underscore J-A-N-N-Y. And I'm at Juice Clerk, that's J-U-I-C-E-C-L-E-R-K. Spelt normal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I spell it because maybe my voice doesn't give away what I, it I really is. ought to spell mine <laughs> out because it's not I'm I-M, it's I-M-A-M.
Right. Like mine's yeah. dem- mine's easily the hardest one to catch via me saying it out loud. Hey, if you follow the show on Twitter, it doesn't have a lot of followers. You can pretty much be great. figure out. <laughs> yeah, who we are. Who. <laughs> yeah, that's it's, a good point. It's pretty much if you follow the show. Also, it's pretty much science that'll make the podcast better. Yes, absolutely. More mm-hmm. Twitter followers equals better episodes. And if you can't find me, and better internet for Corey. If you can't find oh me, God. follow the show. Uh, in my Twitter bio, it says co-host of this podcast. So <laughs> perfect. Yeah. We'll bring in everyone this way. That's it. Slowly but surely. Once again, thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time for Heist Movies, hosted by our friend Corey here. And take care, everybody.